I chipped a little part of my tooth kissing my girlfriend last night, Raph. Not even in an aggressive way. It just a uh, little stumble, little poop. Got hit during kiss. Chipped the front tooth, proving fighting not always easier when romance is involved. Cage or not, the romance level can really getting those uh i'm just not ready for mma i guess is my point or jujitsu really or anything where balls fly at my face to quote amber from clueless which means mm. it's time for verbal tap i'm your host kevin with me of course raf esparza raf is ronda rousey's shark week debut on your dvr is it on live right now like where where is it on your pantheon of i will get to this or i won't well hold on first of all shut up no i there was something i was told Right now, as you were speaking, which is you chipped part of your tooth. So this is new information to me. Small piece on the front left. Like, are you okay? Is it a permanent thing? Do you need to get a mouth guard just to walk around now? I don't know what's happening. I'll get it fixed professionally by a dentist this week. Okay. I hope. I'm just concerned, Kevin. You did not share this information. You know, normally – we might kind of converse and say, here's what we're looking to talk about, or here's this. We had a list of uh, UFC oh, fights and jiu-jitsu in the park. Don't surprise me with that information. I feel very bad for you. I'm fine. I, in the in the grand scheme of things that can happen to your face, you know, just having a small chipped tooth due to passion, Raph, okay. due to love, due to warmth. No, no, don't feel sorry for me, everyone. I could see the pain in your eyes, in your eyes, and you're thinking, hold on, I'm sorry, I'm clipping completely into my cult podcast I'm going to start later this year. Let's get back to, let's get back to other stuff. Let's stick, I'm fine. Okay, well, now that I know that, I'm going to answer your question, but I also need you to take a look at the clip uh, that I just sent over your way from today's UFC, so you handle that, I handle what I'm handling, which is, is Ronda Rousey really going to appear on Shark Week, apparently, uh, you were in the process of watching a little bit of it. I am oh, not. God, that looks terrible. I don't like any part of what you just sent me. Are you talking about the world's uh, most terrifying triangle <laughs> joke from one Manny Bermudez? Yes, I am. Because I, first of all, he just sh- punched him as hard as he effing could. And then immediately he started to put pressure and work that choke. And he looks like he doesn't have enough. Like he's using some technique, obviously, but mostly brute force and anger. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's gonna. That's not gonna feel good tomorrow. That is There's a thing tomorrow. that's very interesting where that person lies dead still, just sent like me they're a, in a coffin. Yeah, and I get it. <laughs> he just sent me a lovely clip of Manny Bermudez fighting at the UFC fight night that definitely happened that you didn't imagine or go crazy and miss to the audience. To be fair, it does look like hashtag UFC humbug. So uh, if you get past that, it's UFC Hamburg. So that happened. That was there fight was also... pass. That was no, fight. no, no, no. Manny this Bermudez. was actually. Oh, did well, it make oh, it on yeah, the yeah. card? Uh, that I believe I don't know if it was fight pass. Uh, for most of it, it seemed like it was on uh, Fox Sports One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was streaming it as we were in, in between traveling today, and uh, what I could see was a very fun event. What was not fun though was Kevin breaking the news about one Shogun uh, Hua. So Kev, can you just kind of tell the people what your text was to me 
to inform me of how the result of that fight was. I'm uh, scrolling up to get the, oh God. It just says, begin text. You know you're excited to hear what that text is. Just give me one minute to tell you about not just our friends, our best friends, the people that are keeping the lights on, the verbal tap pirate ship floating. First, the people that keep us all secure underneath the gi, underneath the rash guards, underneath your super tight spats, 10th planeters. That is North-South Jiu-Jitsu. North-South jujitsu.com premier premier athletic underwear it's just great and i love their spats they look so cool i mean just like a grappling ninja i also have to tell you about our friends at proven nutrition i tried hot yoga everything left my body so i put some core in it because what you put in your body matters Everything you need before, during, after exercise core, you can even use it as a nice little snack. So after you've lost all those cows, sweating it out from, I guess, grappling or fighting or hot yoga, if you're really out of shape and challenging in, in class, go to Proven Nutrition, put Kevin 10 in, put Raph 10, get a discount, give our friends some love. Now back to our shenanigans. The best podcast internationally domestically and maybe in space eek shogun got <laughs> fucked up <laughs> the end of it. so it's interesting when you don't have any clue because i was at jiu-jitsu at the park and i was in the process of training and talking to people and it's a brilliant event but then you get news like this and it feels like a family member's been personally injured when you read down that Shogun Hu has been um, – how would you best put it, Kevin? Fucked up. Yeah, okay. That um, – it was I, rough because that's the only information I had going into it. And I said, no, can't be that. Oh, and then I saw the footage and it looked real bad. After the stoppage, I just whispered to my very asleep dogs. <laughs> he just got bellatored. <laughs> That was not good. Well, long walk. They really stretch. It was like a retirement walk ceremony. There was it was just so long the whole lead up, and maybe they had an inclination, but he got met with immediate barrages. He got under the face kicked, and no one's ever recovered from that. That's not something that you're like. We're talking like that's a that's a quick in and out fight. First round, maybe. 90 seconds into the whole proceedings and the thing that made me feel i think uh, the least good about the whole experience was watching shogun after the ref calls it and he tries to get back to his feet starting to stagger down as if he still doesn't know and i said that thing where i go oh no 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 he's still trying to walk Mm. no (laughs) so and i Bad news. Do you mm. know who that triangle was done on? Uh, I don't know, Kev. Who is it, John? Friend of the podcast, Davey Grant. Yeah. Who was on the receiving end of... Oh, the Bermudez Triangle is his nickname. Okay. It's all coming more, to th- it's coming yeah, more together. It, it's somewhere in the synapses somewhere. Here's where it's weird to me, though. Spoiler alert to the Comatine interview coming up, but apparently mm-hmm. Manny Bermudez really understands his marketing. 
He does. And Kev, if I'm being so honest, when uh, they showed the footage, I didn't know who uh, Manny Bermudez was fighting inherently, but I saw on the UFC page as I was scrolling up, and you, you go, oh, man, that guy looks dead. Oh! <laughs> he was, just for oh, a minute, no. he got up, he stopped shaking and got up. And then I just go, is that Grant? Yeah, that's one of ours. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, that's not good. So, uh, a very strange day for uh, both friends and favorites of the podcast. Um, but the whole event uh, was a very strange one, Kev. I'm trying to remember. There was one fight in particular that I kept looking at this one guy who had excellent jiu-jitsu, was securing up at least two kind of anaconda chokes or changing it to Darces, doesn't finish. It's a close fight. Guess what happens, Kev? What? He does not win the fight. Oh, did he get hometowned? Uh, I don't know that he got hometowned as much as you just watch the fight and you go, yeah, dude, I hate this, but that's why you got to finish the fight. Because uh, his jiu-jitsu throughout the entire match looked solid. Uh, it looked like something that you, you kind of were, you know, you were giving him props. You go, man, that was pretty good. I believe the fight was between Danny Roberts and uh, David Zawanda. So um, if you guys get the chance, look at that. Uh, Marcin Tybura versus Stefan Struve was... <laughs> and uh, Abu Azitar versus Vitor Miranda. Um, pretty pretty clear-cut decision on that side. Corey Anderson defeating Te- uh, Glover. Um, nothing too crazy there. There were a lot of people who were saying, you know, sometimes you wish you could retire for the people. And I know that that's what they were saying for Mauricio uh, Hua. So that's a bummer. Friend of the podcast as well, Kevin, Nick Hine, who also lost a match. So, yeah, this is, this is a rough one all around, my man. Uh, the one that we got to see, I think, as we were uh, at the gym and transitioning, it was uh, Nasser Hack Perist, which is a name, I'm told, uh, who defeated Mark Diakis. And somebody looked at me and they said, is that how you pronounce his name? Like after I said it really confidently and I go, don't take that from me. <laughs> this is not a place you want to just quote. This me is no, no, nah, nah, don't, don't I'd, take that. I'd, ver- I'd trust, but verify. That's what I do. I'd use the old <laughs> trust, but verify method. So, uh, that's in a nutshell, uh, what we experienced here today. Germany, more Germany fighters than I would have expected, uh, fighting in Germany though. Mm. It seems a little, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got to pick the fighters at one. Here they go. <laughs> wow. that. I don't Wow. What is that? I'm not sure how many Germans talk like that. Still, very few. I would assume. Okay, I, I, I'm hoping no so. No one's boasting. No one's. I am not a German accentur, though I am German. So you'd think it would have. Mm. Uh, my Oma was very. She was. Um, it's a guttural language. Yeah. You know, in I actually spent a week in Berlin, which I don't know why that applies here, but he, I saw a street fight in the subway. And hearing someone yell angrily in German, it's like, oh, that's terrifying. That is, yeah, that's not pleasant. So, and uh, I'll say this too: um, on the Danny Roberts uh, David Zawanda fight, uh, that was supposed to be Alan Joban that was supposed to be fighting Danny Roberts, and that would have been a fun, fun thing uh, going on that side. There was also supposed to be uh, Alexander Gustafsson fight. Uh, but that didn't happen either. So this was one that, you know, they did the best they could. Yeah. Well, 
are you ready to can I move on from this? Yeah, absolutely go for it. Thing I want to talk about the most. Mm. Ronda Rousey went <laughs> night day diving in a cave. Raph fed a bull shark. And my favorite part specifically, she was feeding it with her shark trainer. Mm. And in kind of true Ronda Rousey history fashion of how she selects her trainers, he is, full disclosure, missing a right hand because it had been previously bitten off by a bull shark. Now, okay. I didn't hear the context or I don't know the story, but I just enjoyed that it was like she just was like, I trust you. You know, we'll be down there. It's like, yeah, maybe she always does uh, trust the trainer regardless of, the, <laughs> of maybe sometimes their history. But she crushes it. She gets right in the water with them, just swimming with the sharks. Uh, way more confident than Shaq. A lot less fear. <laughs> and she's headed to, I guess, swim with a Mako, which is super uh, <laughs> all right. So that's uh, it was fantastic. Travis Brown was there. He gave a masculine, not masculine speech about gender and relationship roles. He said, I'm here to protect my woman. Not that she needs protecting. We don't have roles like that. And I really enjoyed his openness. I, I, was, I was like, Travis Brown, hot on the mic. A lot of PDA between the two of them, even while shooting, which I thought was a little, that's fine, I guess. Pass. Little, I passed. That was my, oh, ultimately, strongly recommend you tune into the Shark Week Ronda Rousey episode. Great to see some of the flashbacks. And they they did say something that was super funny though. It was like talking about how fast a Mako is, like five hundred feet in ten seconds. It's like so. <laughs> and they were like, like you, its speed is its advantage. It was like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it because she's a fighter. And they did not stop. With they were like Ronda wins round one, ding 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 ding. Oh god! And there is so many fight puns that I really enjoyed. Let's never do that again. And I want whoever <laughs> whoever wrote that joke to be fired immediately. So uh, <laughs> the writing for Shark Week has gotten so much better. Bless you for watching that. So thank you for taking one for the team. Because. Uh, I wasn't going to watch it, but I'm glad you did. She got opening night, by the way, people. So for any, uh, you know, you got to love Ronda. Pro wrestler. Ronda Rousey. (laughs) Pro wrestler, indeed. Hey, um, let's go to what else was going on. I I, I alluded to this earlier. Went to jiu-jitsu in the park today. A lot of fun. Got to meet a whole bunch of people. And, uh, you know, one of the nicest things they do at this event is they do a raffle, Kev. And it's uh, it's headlined by our good friend G and uh, Mark uh, from MMA Fighting. Esther Lynn is there taking photos. The incomparable Esther Lynn, who's honestly, if you like fight photography and you don't know who she is, you need to immediately go look her up. So we're talking a lot of really good uh, individuals who are there. But the one of the nice things they do is they do a raffle. Kev, ask me if I want anything. Oh, I hate doing this. This is for anyone who's not a storied listener of the podcast, and you should be no, five stars on. on iTunes. Yeah, Raph wins a lot of shit. Did you win some sort of signed gi that BJ Penn wore when he won the first Brazieros as an American? 
Oh, I didn't. I did not win anything today, Kev. Uh, and not even a hat. Not even a no. custom hat designed <laughs> by a professional hat maker that happens to be a brown belt. I'll tell you this right now: any hat that ever fits me is not custom made. It's the leftover parts of other hats. So no, I was severely disappointed that I did not win anything in the raffle. Uh, did I only have one ticket? Yes. Should that be a disqualifier? No. I had one person where I go, yeah, I didn't win anything in the raffle. And I'm giving them mess. And they look at me and they go, well, how many tickets did you buy? And I go, statistically, that shouldn't matter. And they were like, well, why? I was like, well, we have people in jiu-jitsu who argue that flat earth is a thing. So if they're going to argue flat earth is a thing, I can believe whatever statistics I want to and how randomness works. So otherwise, very fun event. I will say one thing. If you go to these events, do me a solid. Please don't roll on the very hot parts of the mat because uh, the nice part is the sun moves, Kev, uh, unless you, I guess you're a flat earther, but whatever. Sun moves. I am not, but I'll work <laughs> on it. And as the sun kind of uh, changes a little bit of direction, shade does become a little bit more available in certain sections. But there are some sections for a little while, jiu-jitsu uh, in the park, where you kind of go, I should not roll there. And I think I came up with a great idea, okay? If there are very, very hot parts of the mat, don't let your children roll there. Don't let, you know, yourself get caught there. But send the white belts to that part of the mat. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's the best way to go about it. So to everybody who said hello to us, we had a lot of guys who stopped us and said, hey, we love the podcast. And I wanted to forward that your way, Kevin. So we, we got to interact with a whole bunch of our friends. And, you know, that extended all the way from – the folks over at uh, Jiu-Jitsu Magazine were there. Acai Bowls were there. Um, a lot of uh, BJJ Inc. there. Our good friend Jonathan Greek who designed our custom-made geese. So a, a great community always shows up for that one. So I thought I would pass that on and uh, let you know. Uh, that was some funness on my side, Kev. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's a cool thing. Oh, uh, hey. I forgot one last thing. If you guys want to see more events like that, those guys actually have a fundraiser still, and it's jujitsuinthepark.com. They're trying to make it so that they can have their own set of mats. Uh, and it's really, like, honestly, they donate to charity. They do a whole bunch of really good things. So uh, the more that they are able to afford and do their own mats, the more they can bring it to different communities around. They usually do it about two, three times a year. And uh, G was telling me that they're obviously looking to do another one. But uh, the more support you guys can give them, the more events that we end up seeing from them. So jujitsuinthepark.com. JJP. Such a cool thing. The mm. I, I've been getting bit by the bug over the past few weeks. It's been difficult not to. Uh, so you see it in the parks. I also think <laughs> like for the hot mats, this is where we need like an ice water bucket. That's just for <laughs> this. Like we just take a mop, dab it. It's like, get me the cold bucket. And <laughs> I also ultimately, and this is going to transition, want like a jujitsu grappling themed water park. And mm. I was inspired by the floating wrestling, excuse me, by the floating wrestling mat meme that you posted. Uh, just whoever's doing that great parenting. It's a beautiful, perfect sized circle of the wrestling mat, the center and some kids in life jackets wrestling each other off the off the lake, off the side. I this there are things Mortal Kombat got right. There are things <laughs> these fighting sequences and games got correct. 
that we as a hosting community have not gotten we just aren't thinking big enough mm. we haven't gotten a hold of the dreams that befall us and one of them is a floating mat who doesn't want to see gary versus a meow on a mat where if you get thrown off you know you start back in the middle but you lose a point like there is some cool things that could happen here or let's just straight up do this badass style matt no edges you're 10 feet off the water you get knocked off you're off you lose that's the match it's like the exact opposite of standing people up <laughs> you know and people want to complain about you know jiu-jitsu practitioners don't know how to wrestle and stand up that's the opportunity you guys have you now can take it and improve and when people say where'd you get better at it you're gonna be like i have a secret okay i'm not gonna tell you i'll just show you what it is so there is that all right I Kev, there was also another meme that I think we need to address, and I feel like this was something I posted, but I posted being in your brain. I said this is something that Kevin, if he saw it first, would have posted himself. Uh, dog in a purple belt, yes, rolling in yes. crazy bar. Genuinely wanted to look up the gym, and there's <laughs> I, there are questions I have like. How the dog get his purple belt? I'm just yeah. curious. I, I'm not. This is not hating. I mean, I well, get it. Natural grappling instincts. Well, hold on. Were you questioning the validity of his purple belt? Certainly not. I okay. just, you know, I assume he trains a few times a week, as for several years. As a He's got a family. He can't get out there all that often. <laughs> yeah, he had a kid a few years ago. I mean, a litter of kids, but uh, it's only raising one. <laughs> there's a lot yeah obviously i'm not saying he doesn't have stuff going on in his life i just wanted to hear what the story was that was absolutely all All right so there's that side okay well i think that's great if you guys haven't had the chance go check out that footage um um, my main question was why was the dog higher ranked than the human so i think that was an important question to try and figure out and get to the bottom of so we got that going on kev ortega Um, got paid Yes, so thank it's, you. everybody's just the hits keep hitting. Dogs, yeah. kids. <laughs> Your meme about Connor's selfies. I'm just saying, if you see that man, he is not afraid to show it off. He's literally just looking at like, look at it. <laughs> look at it. Every one of them. So that's the ridiculousness that is Connor McGregor. Kev, I think, are we at that point where we're ready to transition over to John? Yeah, let's go invite – there are so many known stories about the John Combs here in Colorado. And here in Los Angeles. It's just hard to pinpoint the excitement we feel. He's producing. He's making content. We can steal his game and defeat him together, Ref. And Verbal Tab listeners, if you are so inclined, there may be a special thing that John Combs is going to announce when we talk to him. I mean, there is. We did that part of the interview first, so spoiler. But you probably want to listen toward the end of the interview to hear what it is he has to offer you guys. Remember what the title of the show is, and don't be afraid to head on over to all the social medias. Follow us at Verbal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cast. Find us anywhere. Every little bit helps. If you're thinking, yeah, I'm just one person. Yeah, you're one person that helps. With just a little recognition for all this free content. Raph's pumping out stuff. He's talking to Mr. Padilla before this. 
There mm-hmm. is endless amounts of things you get from Verbal Tap. All that we ask for is if you know one of the Arab sheiks, if you can get him to finance a big thing or just support us, just support us through those other those two things, and I think we're good. Let's go. Uh, let's go chat with some Jacobs. Let's do it. Hitting record for the as I I wrote down it several ref, but I liked the Tom Cruise of Colorado Jiu Jitsu as a mm. guest. <laughs> but I'll let you I'll let you do no, the intro. No, no, no. Everyone the in intro. Colorado knows who I'm talking about hey, already. You, you do the intro now because I think you just won the guest over. So that's all you. <laughs> so well, a longtime friend of the podcast, and you can find everything he's doing at Johnny Combs BJJ John. C-O-M-B-S-B-J-J dot com. Get the combatine, which is just a rumor here in Colorado Jiu-Jitsu, but I heard it within three weeks of doing Jiu-Jitsu here, Raph. I heard mm. about the combatine. Just, you hear about it from a friend, then he shows up like Shark Week in our lives, and he's there training. How are you doing this evening, Mr. Johnny Combs? I'm doing great, Raph. Feeling good, and uh, you know, I've had a few weeks off from competition, so... Body's been feeling really good, and uh, you know, got another month until uh, I compete again. So just chilling out in Colorado, having a really nice summer. How about you two guys? I'm doing nothing. I'm just continuing to get more surgery. <laughs> Raph, what have you been doing? Uh-oh. Raph's, I mean, Raph's trading a lot, I guess. Uh, as Kevin says, with much chargin under his voice, I want to say this: the last time. Uh, Johnny Combs and I were kind of in contact. You know, I knew this DVD was coming out or this instructional was coming out. And uh, he was telling me that he wasn't going to be doing, I think, Worlds this year. So what was your excuse for not doing Worlds this year, sir? Oh, I had uh, – it was kind of funny because, you know, I just competed last in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I had to actually head out to Minnesota for my older uh, oldest sister Emily's wedding. So uh, that was on uh, Saturday. And I, I had the points at the time. It would have been nice to do it, but you know, I had to. Uh, it was the first one of my family members to get married, so I you know, really had to go do that because I doubt Emily Combs is going to get married again, and there will be a world in 2019. <laughs> you know, no matter how bad, no matter how crazy things may go, there will be a world in 2019. <laughs> there was so. thought you know, that'll be at that. One. <laughs> That's amazing. So, There's nothing better than you hear Donald Trump by drink this country into the ground but there's gotta be a world whether you like it or not so here's where i want to say you know he obviously has worlds and then there was another point where you know he and i kind of exchanged notes and uh, i congratulated you on something what did i congratulate you on sir oh um Honestly, Ralph, I do not remember. What did you congratulate Jesus me on, sir? Christ, you heard about his what day. Were you, what were you doing about... <laughs> what were you doing <laughs> at the end of June, John Combs? Uh, I was competing at the end of and June. And where were you what competing? What else was I doing? Yeah, you were competing. I was competing, competing in Minnesota. Yes, you were. I competed and, in... Yes. And what happened? You won, right? Yeah, yeah. I landed a coma team. You did, of course. Now, Kev, yeah. <laughs> I told you about this, and I don't know that I've told the viewers or the audience members of this show, but I actually sent a nice note 
to one John Combs, and I said, hey, congrats, kid. Do you know what you sent me back? Oh, um, uh, probably something weird. Uh, no, I, I, no, I do not remember, Ralph. What did I'll I tell you what it is. I said, congrats, kid. Oh, Your God. response was, I can't wait to show you my new mount attacks. <laughs> okay. Now, I really need people to understand here. I'm trying to be a good human being. I'm trying to follow along with the many friends and athletes that we know. So I don't have to go out of my way to congratulate them when they win. Because you know what? Enough people do that. But with Jonathan Combs over here, we have a good thing. He's come on the show. He's beaten both myself and Kevin up. I feel we've got a nice rapport. He uh, values my opinion on occasion. So when I chime in and I say congratulations, and I mean it sincerely, and this motherfucker comes back at me and is like, yeah, can't wait to fuck you up. It's like, well, okay. Let's chat about that, John. <laughs> okay, so what I would, uh, why I said that was because, you know, I've trained with you a few times. Uh, and when I first trained with you, that arm bar from Mount worked really well on you. And then the next time we trained, uh, my Mount attacks didn't work on you. I got really frustrated and went after a toehold. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And you know why? He wrote in it's supposed diary to... about that. He's still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why it's not supposed to matter to you? Because I'm not good at jujitsu. So I don't think you should be like obsessing over the fact of like, oh, dear diary today. Raph was way easy to get from Mount <laughs> next day. Dear diary, what the fuck is this Raph up to? Is he roiding? <laughs> Is he, is he taking some steroids? Because it's not the same. And uh, I remember telling you specifically, I was like, oh, yeah, I figured it out. Like, the next day, I just go, <laughs> I think I know what to do now. And you, like, just got more mad at me. And if you're a hobbyist <laughs> and you have an athlete coming after you, all you do, Kevin, and I don't know if this is what you do when you roll with Jonathan Combs, but you just kind of, like, the kid that just starts screaming out, like, ah, ah, and you're like, someone, adult, help me. Someone here. Specifically, I tried to keep my neck away and end up losing the back. Not an advised strategy uh, from now, my perspective. And if we're being honest, you know, Kevin's been a little injured and we had two different recollections. So, John, what was it like rolling with Kevin? Were you going all out on Kevin? No, I was going pretty easy with Kevin, right? You okay. were, I would say, yeah. But you, your easy is not a... I mean, this oh. isn't a world people are aware. They've seen you train <laughs> at this point. That's that's why I think to circle this around, the comatine as a concept is super interesting to me because you've taught it what I would imagine is a lot in private lessons and a lot in person. Yeah, so it's going to be fascinating. Recently. But you, mm -hmm. you're a gritty fighter was going to be my point. So how do you mm -hmm. bring that grit when you're teaching with people with various games? Hmm, that's a good question. I only uh, really started uh, working as an instructor at Easton Training Center, uh, Boulder here, uh, in about May of this year, actually. You know, I, I did a couple years back, and it wasn't quite something I wanted to do at the time, and I just recently started teaching again. And, I mean, bringing that grit in, I don't know. I mean, I definitely, when I'm teaching people, I try to, you know, stay as focused as I can on the technique, and I, don't know, I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective. But, I mean... I don't know. I, I, I'm a little confused by the well, question. I'll say this. Okay, for example, like one yeah. of the things that you do, and this is this is technique based, but like 
Anytime mm-hmm. I would try and pass your specific open guard, which is pretty fun for both of us, I'd imagine more so you. Oh, I had a good, I had a good time. Yeah, you always absolutely. put bone on shin. You're always like <laughs> right there to add that pressure. Do you drop in those yeah. techniques while you're teaching as well? Is sort of a more specific example of what I mean. Oh yeah, I mean definitely a lot of you know. I mean when I'm teaching, it's just kind of trying to get people to go from one position of safety to the next. And definitely when I'm playing open guard, that's been a big part of the game. That shin to shin game, trying to enter into the Ashigurami has been a uh, big part of what I've been working on recently. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, what, what I do in competition is generally what I show. That uh, the mount stuff that Raf, Raf brought up uh, earlier, yeah, I've been uh, showing people that type of technique. Uh, man, because uh, you know, my professor Amal showed it to me um, right after my little uh, fight to win pro in May. And so for the past, oh gosh, that's seven weeks i think yeah for the past about seven weeks i've been working this mount stuff and it's been really changed my game just want to go ahead and remind people i started a conversation with congratulations young man <laughs> and that was where he chose to go i'm just i'm saying john i value you as threat. a friend and you came back with a threat, which I've called the police. I wouldn't say it's a threat at all. I said I wanted to show you it. Like That's some bullshit. Oh, <laughs> get out of here, Jonathan Combs. Listen, now we obviously want to talk with you about this instructional, but I will not do so under the pretense of lies under this house. So let's get to the topic of, yes, your goddamn instructional. I want to ask, at what yeah. point did yeah. you start saying, all right, I think I want to do an instructional because obviously John Danaher is doing it to sell out. Uh, you got Craig Jones doing it because he's a flash in the pan. You know, he's not going to be around mm-hmm. forever. Guy just likes his face, too, that yeah. one. He really wants whatever you can put yeah. it on. He's just like, oh, I'm an Aussie. Oh, <laughs> me. So what's hey, your like mate. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so why is it that you are doing an instructional and like, was that something you always thought you would do? Okay. So, um, I'm working with, uh, two other people at the Academy, Jordan Shipman and Ian Mitchell. And actually Jordan Shipman, he's a, a blue belt at our gym, but he spent a lot of time working for the, uh, former flow climbing organization. And he's done a lot mm-hmm. of video internet products and, uh, design. And he worked for a company that, uh, worked for streaming company. So he had a lot of, uh, experience in the, you know, online internet world. And he was talking to me one day, and I never really would have had the confidence to do something like this. And he brought it up with me, and I kind of told him, that, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about that. Because I never spent much time as an instructor with jiu-jitsu. I've mainly been a you know, competitor. You know, there's, you know, I've been an com- active competitor since 2005 with uh, high school wrestling. I've just been continuing from there. And I didn't really start to uh, teach until very lightly about two years ago, and then only seriously here in Colorado uh, since May. So I didn't even, uh, I didn't really have the confidence. Somebody else had to come bring it up to me and he you know, convinced me. And then the three of us together, we sat down and it took us a couple months, but we realized that, you know, we had, uh, something we could, uh, market and I felt that I could teach pretty effectively to people. So, you know, I think, uh, since we filmed it, actually, I think I've improved a lot of my, uh, you know, the different components that I have in with the guillotine. And I'm actually really looking forward to uh, planning out the updates that we're going to do for this uh, video series. Cause you know, unless everything goes, uh, this bombs out. We're definitely uh, planning on doing a bunch more filming and trying to add uh, as much content to the site as possible and keep a consistent push of content going uh, into the future. So we can learn the weaknesses and strengths, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. But that's an enjoyable 
and extremely tedious process, taking something that you've crafted and then adding a curriculum to it. Because to me, it's it's a lot of, yeah. in terms of teaching, that's its own skill. How do you yeah. go about breaking that down? And we haven't really gotten this nerdy with someone that's recorded one of these, so it's sort of a fascinating. I just have a few. Oh, and you did it oh, downloaded and on-demand yeah. style, which I love. So I think that's super mm-hmm. accessible and easy to get to. What was yeah. it like? Well, I guess, I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, it's just that, you know, I'm working with two people that, you know, have a lot of experience in this industry. So, you know, while I know next to nothing about computers, I literally <laughs> uploaded my first video to YouTube two days ago. And I was, we're going to put a lot of free content up on YouTube, too. So uh, that's going to be uh, something that's happening there. But, you know, I'm, I'm very much a novice at that type of stuff. But I'm working with people that have been doing this for a living for, you know, almost a decade. So... You know, it's been good to have people that can help me with that technical side of it that really understand the industry. How do you go about creating a concept you apply into uh, a curriculum, a series? So it, uh, it's on, so something uh, very similar to what I was saying in the beginning, trying to find positions of safety where, you know, you're going to go from this one area to the next spot to one spot after that, the next spot. So like different steps in the technique. And that if at any point in that technique, I want people to fall back, you know, if they, you know, if you're going for the guillotine, you lock your hands and then you try and wrap your leg up around your training partner, but then they manage to hop over your leg. From that point, you want to execute something where you get back to that original position where you're going to have your hands locked around the head. And then from there you re-engage. But when I'm actually making the curriculum itself is usually I want for the guillotine. I watched a lot of tape on it. You know, I tried to see what I was actually doing myself because, you know, there's stuff that would I be doing in practice and in training that I didn't really understand, you know, especially uh, back in the Pan Ams 2016. That was, uh, you know, kind of a, an amazing run. And I didn't really understand quite what I was doing. And I tried to watch to adapt it from there. But it has taken, you know, a couple of years of study to really try and interpret what I'm doing with my body. And uh, then from there, trying to give that up to other people in, you know, probably the best way that I would say I do is I you know, sit down and try and type it out and really consider what I feel the one area of safety that I, you know, go from to the next, to the next step and what's the uh, most important transition in between those two. And probably one of the things that's helped me out the most, especially recently is that Danaher DVD. He discusses how important solving the central problem of the position is. So I would say the comatine is special in that the central problem that it's solving is, uh, that there's a space gets created in an arm and guillotine and it helps uh, solve that central, that central problem that it's harder to finish an arm and guillotine than it is with an arm out. And that's the problem I'm trying to solve. So I, you know, having a central concept that you're trying to solve and then the different steps to go around it and how Danaher did it really changed how I, you know, my perspective on uh, how to teach that technique. So I'm looking forward to the updates I can put up there. I think I've developed some better stuff since. You know, are you also examining his work? You said that you're influenced by Danaher. Are you also taking into account adding extra necessary sound effects like birds chirping or uh, car mm. alarms going off or students getting out of class? <laughs> because I feel like if people are willing to pay $200 for mm-hmm. an audio version of that with that included, yeah. do you feel that you're ripping off your fans by trying to have pristine sound and uh, the ability to uh, hear the instruction? Uh, no, I said, well, and that, that's once again, I was working with really professional individuals that understood how to film and I was very lucky to have those guys. And, you know, we were really fortunate to be able to put together really high production value and, you know, be a, a 
you know, Lamal Easton and Mike Tusig, not you know, two top guys at uh, Elliott Marshall, too. the three top guys at uh, Easton's let us uh, go in there and film over the weekend. So we were lucky to have the whole gym to ourselves. And, you know, we set up some really nice lighting and got it to look really good. But, you know, no lie. I was actually, not necessarily my involvement. I'm just saying two things. Number one, uh, there was a jujitsu mm-hmm. at the park here in uh, California, and I happened to uh, train with somebody from Easton today. And I thought that was pretty oh, bad. Oh, really? Yeah, no, he was a awesome, man. very solid role. And by solid, I mean, ugh, no, thanks, though. Uh, it was very oh. good, I guess is what I'm saying here. But Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I know you couldn't decipher what that. What was his name? I think it's Justin. Uh, purple belt of some sort. Uh, very nice individual. But uh, he was just like, oh, you know, I'm actually from Colorado. And I was like, isn't everybody? Uh, which immediately gets into that conversation of like, yeah, my co-host lives out in Colorado. His name's Kevin. Yeah, you probably don't know him, but he's great. Um, then we're interviewing John Combs, and he's like, oh my god, that guy. And I was like, don't get me started. So <laughs> when <laughs> that's the number one thing. The reason why I bring up the Danaher thing is because so many people get so accustomed to that audio being so awkward. When you saw the backlash to that, and you knew that yours was coming out. Was there a part of you that just got nervous? I'm not saying that they didn't record right, but that you're like, oh, people could be very mad about this. Oh, yikes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't notice too much anger around it. I mean, it was a bit more, you know, like, well, no, there was a huge uproar and he had to film it again. So, yeah, that that kind of concerned me. But, you know, <laughs> to the extent upon which it relates to the Comatine, I think it was pretty good because we took, you know, serious steps to make sure that it was of high production quality. I think it might be one of the best things out. Well, maybe not the best, but one of the best Absolutely. looking things out there. Like Kev, this is like one of the few times that I feel like uh, we should family feud be like, good answer, good answer. <laughs> right there. Um, I mean, on a very serious topic, though. I mean, Danaher's DVD obviously has done well. And I know for years he was yeah. talking about, you know, he didn't want to do it. He did want to do it. Um, now he did it, and so many people are, are doing that sort of a thing. But Danaher's not mm-hmm. necessarily a competitor. Was there ever some apprehension? Because I was like, yo, Johnny actually has a high degree of hitting people with guillotines. Was there ever any concern that you were giving away part of a thing that you do while being – like, you're still young. You're still an active competitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that ever something yeah. that was of concern, or were you just like, "Ugh, this is just the year of guillotines. Next year, it's all Camoras." Uh, you mean like, do I feel that I know some secret that I'm giving away that other people could profit off of? No, I'm just saying, like, when you're an active competitor, yeah, there are some competitors who like to keep it close to the vest, so they don't want to give yeah. away part of their playbook while, you know you're out there still as somebody who's competing on the circuit actively. So was that ever something that crossed your mind or anything to that extent? I wouldn't say so. I think plenty, you know, I'm, I would say that I came to understanding the things that I show a, a good majority of them. I came into my own understanding of them on the mat training live, but I don't think that there's anything that I do that's so special that if you gathered a hundred black belts into a room you know, five, 10, 15% of them wouldn't know the same thing. I've talked to other people and they have some of the same ideas that I do. And I don't think that I'm the only person that's ever come up with this, but mm. I do feel that I, I teach it in a very good way. And that, you know, that there's that heart of darkness in all of us in terms of wanting to keep our secrets to ourselves and feeling that, you know, we as an individual can profit more off that than, uh, you know, in terms of that, uh, not letting people find out makes us a more 
skilled fighter. And it is kind of true, honestly, that I do this thing. And now the second anybody faces me, you know, that information is going to be out there, but you know, like what, 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 uh, happened with, uh, us in the, in, uh, Rico Coco DVD. Sometimes that doesn't, isn't enough to make the difference. So oh, no. <laughs> I would honestly say that I'm just, I feel much more excited to share what, uh, I feel I have to offer with the people out there than I would say intimidated by, uh, exposing my uh, secrets to people that seek to defeat me in the competition. I just want to point out right now, listen, I'm really good at keeping things close to the vest myself, but I like John Combs being like, hey, Ralph, nice help on the Enrico Coco DVD. Wish it helped. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, yo, dog, they don't know anything about that. But yes, when uh, John Combs had a, a match against Enrico Coco, who's just a beast, you know, Enrico had a match against our good friend Joey House. And the first thing I did was I was like, well, let's get the DVD. And, you know, Joey had a great match with him. Still ended up getting caught, but not by heel hook. So I was like, all right, we did a little good work there. So <laughs> I'll just tell you this much. When Johnny was like, hey, man, yeah, I got this match against Enrico. I was like, please come see me. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, do me, do me a solid. Just come, come hang out and trade with us at the house. And uh, we were just doing leg defense and leg there. And I would preface every sentence with, <clears throat> now, John, I know this is hard to remember, but I'm not a black belt. And specifically, <laughs> I'm not Enrico Coco. However, here are some trends. And I have to say this. I was very uh, pleased to know that after that match, because Enrico is one of the nicest human beings, um, that yeah. I was seeing, at least on your feed, that you were training a lot more on the legs and the heel hooks. So to me, that's more of a, somebody who I like as an athlete uh, who's like, all right, well, I got caught with that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start working that a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's been a big uh, range of my study. And it's funny, a lot of the stuff from the Danaher DVD works quite well in the kimono as obviously outside of it but it is uh i've definitely been spending a lot of time studying that whole uh system that he used to beat me because i uh, walked into a bear trap against and it was pretty beautiful uh the way he said it was great to, to be very blunt uh but i will say this kev it was pretty funny when uh you know i was just kind of like there's not really a way to shit talk back to people who are athletes other than yeah well we'll see about that <laughs> Yeah, you might get mount. I mean, you probably will. And then we'll we'll see how long it takes you to beat me. So take that. Uh, and then yeah, I just remembered good. like good system. I just remembered telling him I was like, "Oh yeah, well, we'll see about your legs." And he's just like, "Have you been watching the Dan or her DVD?" And I go, "I have." And he goes, "How about the Craig Jones?" <laughs> yeah, that uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not as up to date on that one, but I will be now. So okay, uh, good. That was the that was the extent of our conversation. I okay. So I like the fact that you're you're preparing all this material in addition to the stuff that's coming out. So what's the nuts and bolts of this? When does this DVD or instructional actually come out, man? So right now, the we have three separate modules uh, available for uh, available on the website. Unfortunately, we only have one uploaded. Uh, a week from tomorrow, we'll have two up, and then a week after that, we'll have module three up. And we might in the future offer them individually, but right now it's a package of all three. Sure. And once you get the Comatine, all of them will be available for either uh, viewing on the website or digital download. That's great, dude. That's yeah. so yeah. awesome. Yeah, we're really excited. Yeah. And I've been messing around with it a little bit. I've just been watching it. And 
you know, one of the nice parts is I think people are so used to seeing you as the competitor. I've had the benefit of having you explain things and kind of make sense of what I'm doing. Because sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. You're just like, oh, hey, are you trying this? And I'm like, am I? Oh, dope. Okay, cool. Thanks for explaining that to me. So I think it's a real nice thing to see you as an instructor and to start sharing that. Um, Kev, what questions do you have in terms of the content? Because uh, Kevin hasn't had the chance to see it yet. But yeah. Uh, we can uh, we can take care of that. Yeah, but I'll well, throw in a few things real quick. First of all, the website is exquisite. I am on johncombsbjj.com where you can click get the comatine. Still love the effing name. <laughs> that part. It's like good marketing is like 50% in America just is the name cool. And I think that <laughs> it works. $59 add to cart download part one out now parts two and three coming, but massive compliments on the website what was the hardest okay here's the question i had just noted because i've taught public mm-hmm. speaking i've done different video projects and there's always a part where you want to see it before it goes out right where you'd say hey mm-hmm. let's look at it was that difficult mm-hmm. for you was that a cringeworthy were there a lot of things you were like damn it or was it pretty comfortable were you like no no, no this is good like give me your feedback in the reviewing process Oh, the reviewing process was tough. It was it was a bit of a slow process going, man, because we had a lot of, uh, you know, I think it's about two and a half hours that's available through all the DVDs. I think it's a little over two hours. But we filmed, you know, eight hours one day and then 12 the next. So we put in uh, a lot of hours and there's a lot of content there. So it took a while to comb through all of it and, you know, find the parts and bits of it that we really liked. Did you just plan yourself? five tapes. Yes. Thanks, Raf. <laughs> yeah. I just listen. I you kind of barreled through it as if it didn't exist, and I felt we needed to address that as a group. I want to see the director's cut. Like I, I want to see the Titanic version of this. It's like we have twelve hours of it. You can see it all. It's got a real uh, good and bad, the ugly feel to it, but it's it's emotional. It's, it's a journey. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably say the hardest part was the second day. Uh, like you, I mean, you talk, you asked Kev, like, when was that one moment of greatest resistance, right? Yeah. I'm just, I, I hate watching myself anytime. For yeah. example, when yeah. I did live commentary in a vet like, listening to it after, it's mm-hmm. just like, Ooh, uh, uh, <laughs> why do I talk like an asshole? Can someone please? Like, <laughs> it's just a moment of pure self-reflection. So especially you seem like more of someone that has that, that perfectionist type vibe. And this is a new form Absolutely. and you're obviously working with professionals, but ultimately you're still brave yourself. The on screen talent, yeah. <laughs> that's your, your role. So to me, that's always, I was just curious if you watched and you were like, no, I look good, feel good. Abs are nice. I'm tucked in. Or if it was like, <laughs> ah, that was a terrible way to explain the COVID team. Yeah. I mean, it's so the different takes. There were some takes where I thought I did a decent job and there were others where a lot of stuttering, a lot of like awkward pauses, a lot of, you know, <laughs> it was a pretty emotional ride. Rob. <laughs> yeah, pretty so uh, there were, there were some pretty tough parts in that. I mean, it took a, a lot to sit down there. And then as I, you know, said, I shot this uh, in October of 2017 and I hadn't done too terribly much instruction by that point. So, you know, I was pulling a lot out, you know, with, with not whole, a whole lot of experience, but having spent a lot of time outlining it and talking with other people and, 
really trying to make sure I provided as high quality instructional uh, product as possible. Now, Kevin brought up what I believe is the jumping off point for a really good conversational point that I had, which is the moment you introduce the blue belt, who's your uke in this, you're essentially introducing him with the, I guess, not mindset, but what looked to me as the, everybody say hello, uh, this is my blue belt, he's a very, very solid blue belt, who I'm going to kill. And he's not going to be able to <laughs> choke or swallow, uh, because we're doing this for about eight hours a day, and he's going to hate me on the inside. Anyway, let's look at the finer details of the grip. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, uh, the blue belt, David Karsh, he's actually had a, uh, a pretty incredible story himself. He actually, uh, he's 35, and he had a heart attack about nine months ago. So, you know, he's had some rough days. He's been, uh, you know, conditioned to receive the comatine, I guess you could say. And it was oh, a rough Jesus, day for John. <laughs> Of all people you can pick, you're like, well, bring me to the guy who's clearly had a, a rough few days. Heart attack? Break on that. I got the treatment for you, brother. You no know, shit. Because, like, again, Kev, this all makes sense. Because I guess we brought this up a little bit earlier, so I'm going to bring it up one more time. Which is the fact that as Kevin and I were exchanging notes, I was like, all right. And I had specific instructions to one John Combs. And I said... Listen, when you first appeared on our show and you said you don't roll light, that's fine with me. However, mm -hmm. you're about to roll with Kevin, okay? And mm -hmm. we're, we're working to get Kevin back. So if you could do me a solid and not like murder, death, kill Kev, but just, you know, okay, okay. I know you said you didn't, but I want you to understand the level between athletes. Did you bow and arrow choke me with severe aggression during a first warm-up roll? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't remember because I blacked out somewhere in there. I just <laughs> because Kevin I learned comes... that choke that week, and I needed to show it to you, bro. Well, Thanks. saw. <laughs> I was... Mission accomplished. Because here's what happened. This is the part you don't know. Kevin and I exchange uh -huh. notes, and I go, Kev, how was, uh, how was John Combs? And Kev, without hesitating, goes, Raph, on his very first appearance, he was not lying with us when he said there was no flow roll to him. There's, however, there's not a lot of loose warm-up. Like, however, kinda... if I'm being honest, Raph, he did tone it down. As a gentleman, for I me. thought you did. I thought you were super nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I could just feel the. Uh, I did say I gave positive feedback. Not to there was positive feedback, <laughs> but there was an honest. Well, Raf, uh, do do you want the truth? Uh, yeah, I do. It's a rough day for me, but uh, you know, he tried. He tried to taper it down because you you can only do so much with a beast. So it's just important that I think the listeners know that because here's the thing. When you have a DVD and you have the ability to learn those things that allow you to do the really cool shit when you're in advantageous positions. Because here's the thing. The part of the struggle when I roll with you is, you know, other people are like, oh, it's hard to do this. And I'm like, yeah, John Combs is complaining. But in order to finish me, he has to do a series of really, really successful things in a good systematic way. And he can cut through me. So to me, I'm like, well, I would want to learn what that is. So tell me more about those things. Uh, as annoying as they are to have happen to me, uh, I can uh, appreciate what it is when I see it happening to others. Maybe not Kevin, but to other people. So, I mean, are you 
have you gotten some feedback? Because I know it's just starting to come out now, but you've had some people kind of yeah. look at it. So when Kevin was talking about the process of looking it over and saying, oh, shit, this mm-hmm. is what it looks like, what has been some of the feedback that you, you've received? Uh, people like it in general. You know, they like the uh, the, the, the video production quality is pretty obvious. Um, in terms of feedback, people like to see me using it in competition. Uh, there were some requests for different angle changes on there. Um, as for the technique itself, I honestly haven't gotten too much feedback other than it looks good, which, you know, is a good thing, but, you know, it would be, it would be nice to get some more critiques, uh, from other people. But, you know, in general, it's, you know, people have you know, received it positively, you know, they say it looks good and, you know, I sound good. So those, those are, uh, those have been the, uh, results there, but I haven't had too many, uh, critiques on the technical side of it. Um, but yeah, by and large, people seem to have enjoyed it. That's good. I also am convinced somewhere a scene exists where he's, it's like hour eight. He's trying to teach something. He slips. Jordan Shipman yells. He's like, damn it, John, we're running out of space. And you two get into a gripping argument. It's like you confessing in a Daniel Day Lewis like way, like maybe I shouldn't be doing this. See, that's I assume it exists oh, that'd somewhere. Be great. Can you especially confirm or deny how emotional some of these outtakes are? Well, especially if he's just yelling out, "I've lost my boy." <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> well, a lot more, a lot more of the emotional outtakes were closer to the very beginning when I was trying to get into the zone. It took about an hour, an hour and a half, till you know I started to flow with my voice a little bit, and then there were some hiccups here and there. But there were probably there probably is about almost two to three hours of me kind of, you know, breathing hard, freaking out, giving some screams here and there, you know, just trying to, you know, you mess up a take, you know, they're not going to take it. And you just kind of you know, do what you have to do to get yourself out of that funk and back into the zone again. And, you know, it takes uh, as many times as it's going to take. You just got to get it done. But yeah, there are plenty of really funny takes of me freaking out a little bit. So it's a hard thing to do perform on camera. It's, uh, no, get out. Um, I like the idea of, you know, I know as you create the new modules, I want to have the comedy reel module of you just losing your shit and saying things like, where's my latte, you bitches? I didn't come here to teach you guys a guillotine just so that I could feel good about myself. And you just like splash like water in people's faces. I mean, I know that footage exists. Uh, I've seen the the rough more Hollywood than I am. Well, I mean, it all starts with the innocentness of one John Combs, but now... Well, hold on. Like, maybe... Hmm. Have you guys seen the Winnebago Man? Do you remember <laughs> that guy's rant? <laughs> yes. When the, the Winnebago Man. So it went viral like eight years ago about the guy showing the Winnebagos <laughs> and he couldn't get the lines, so he kept just yelling obscenities, <laughs> and that's just one of my... Uh, Anyway, you, you we'll see like someone that would guy. much more just be like throwing out like beep, beep. <laughs> I can't even remember what my goddamn last name is. Was it a cognitine? <laughs> How did I say it? I said <laughs> coma ream with an R? That's not. <laughs> coma what? Oh, go fuck yourselves. You heard it wrong. <laughs> like There's God. so many of those. There's a comb over a teen? Who writes this I, shit? I didn't. <laughs> This is a typo. So, so we just want to help with your next series. Feel free to invite us. We'll just be yeah. sitting in the corner laughing, mostly enjoying our time, <laughs> taking mm-hmm. notes. Now, there's something that I think, John, mm-hmm. and I uh, I think Kevin and I have discussed this a little bit beforehand, but 
there was something that you wanted to tell our audience. And I thought this would be a good time for maybe you to, I don't know, there seems like there's something cool you're trying to do here. Oh, that I might potentially be trying to offer a code of sorts to your listeners as a thank you for stopping by and hearing some amazing comedy with what? two talented individuals. This is just, oh, it's Christmas here mm. right in July is what I'm starting mm. to feel. Go <laughs> on. Ah, well, thank you. But yeah, yeah. so basically with this website and how we're running things, really easy to make coupon codes for this. So uh, as uh, Kevin was saying, when you go to the website and you click uh, get the comatine from there, it's going to take you to the next page where it has a picture of my face. And then right underneath it's the price. You click the, you click the price icon and then you'll get a cart that shows up in the top right hand of the screen. So you go ahead and you click uh, that checkout button there. And then that'll take you to the uh, final page. And there's going to be a, uh, t- a space right in the top left where you'd enter a coupon code. And I have uh, decided to give your viewers a code that they could take down uh, verbal tap 15, which would uh, give them 15% off their uh, purchase. And hopefully they you know, can really uh, enjoy what we've been talking about. I'd uh, love that a chance to, you know, get them to take a look and see if uh, I can back up when I'm trying to uh, sell them here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do. Just the last part sounds a little bit like your cocaine dealer, but is there a John Combs out? rolling <laughs> survivor discount that I get after <laughs> some of the neck adjustments? Because there's a lot of people in Colorado that wouldn't mind the survivor discount. No shit. Keeping afloat with John Combs. Study. <laughs> There's, yeah, that's really nice of you. It's an extremely sweet mm. offering, and in honor of it being Shark Week, if I may, I thought mm. about this as I was mm-hmm. watching this before we got on the podcast. I was like, "What type of shark is John Combs?" I settled on mm. bull shark. Mm. Anyone else? Mm. <laughs> bull sharks. It's about the bite, and they attack from different angles. So, whereas the mako mm-hmm. is pure, it's the speed, and it's weird looking. Great white, a little beefier, a little more of a heavyweight division than the man John Combs. So that's bull I came, shark. I like it. I'm a bull shark because you're you just yeah. kind of you grip on. Yeah. I know again that we alluded to this and we didn't really go too much further into it, but there was a conversation mm-hmm. that happened at the very top of this podcast that may or may yeah. not have addressed who smoked more today. And at this point, I thought I knew, and I don't know who it was more. So I don't know if it's Kevin. I don't know if it's John. But I did one of my happy espressos. Uh, Yeah. You take 50 milligrams of an espresso chocolate. You drop it in a hot coffee. Mm -hmm. You just give it a nice turnaround melt. It really, it just eases the pain. Keeps the day, (laughs) keeps the day bright. Well, let's make everybody shack on Shark Week and enjoy yourself (laughs) tremendously. (laughs) Especially when Shaq's probably just being like, we got a big old shark here. That is correct. I love this big old shark. That is mostly what happened. You know what it is? The shark is like the Shaq Diesel of sharks. It was that. I'm going to call this what? It was that the phrase. I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. You're talking about lifting people's spirits and making a brighter day. I want to be the one to break the news to our verbal tap listeners. Jonathan was nice enough to give you guys the promotional code. But what if I were to tell you this, guys? What if I were to tell you right now on this show, we are going to have a drive to actually give away one free copy of the Comatine to one of our avid listeners? So. 
Mind blown. Mind blown. And you know what? Kevin still hasn't received it, so I know Kevin's going to be entering the contest. <laughs> yeah, right. I was already. I was halfway through seeing if the discount already worked. I'm on the site. I was like, I got to pay for all. So Kevin's waiting with due diligence to find out if he is one of the individuals uh, who not only can make a dream come true for himself, but learn the comatine. So if you guys do verbal cap. Oh, God, I'm doing this terribly. If you go to <laughs> verbaltapcast.com, <laughs> shut up, Kevin. Verbaltapcast.com right the second. We have a form you fill out, and we're going to pick one of those people uh, in a very, very short amount of time. And uh, you will learn the secrets. And I can tell you the guys this. I have seen previews of this. I have seen the way that John has slaved away at this uh, instructional. It is good. And I have been quietly trying it out on some of my team members who themselves have been asking them like, Hey Raph, where is this coming from? Why are you attacking <laughs> now? And I was just like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And they just go, you 100% know that this is something you don't normally do. So I just thought that would be something of note for you guys who are interested in doing uh, the, uh, the team. So go to verbaltapcast.com and you guys can go ahead and sign up and we'll be giving away one soon. And, and John, we want to thank you for that because it's a nice way of giving back to our fans. Yeah, absolutely, man. You guys have uh, you know been supporting me for a long time, so I definitely appreciate what you guys do, man. You're two funny guys, and you know, you've definitely done a lot to try and push me in the right direction, so I really appreciate that. Of course. I mean, you've done a lot to hurt both of us, so, my man. Fights giants. Yes, You're always <laughs> fighting huge people. It's a blast, and <laughs> you bring you bring the energy uh, from, from the sub oh, yeah, for a while, so... You're always fun to watch and uh, less fun to roll with. I mean, if I'm being yeah. honest, but I've said that anytime you roll with high level black belts, like I always feel this way when I go to Kansas City and get a Travis Conley session in. It's always like, mm. oh, fucking God damn it, Al. Like, you just forget. So it's always a nice reminder, though, too, on, uh, you know, what the top of the mountain looks like. Sir, any last plugs for you before we get you to burrito heaven before the bell rings uh, and you turn into a pumpkin? Yes. Um, I got the website. You know, not. I'll even put it in awesome. the description. Yeah, we got the website out there. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, you know, what I, would, what I would drop is I've uh, been studying, you know, three different other DVD products that I've been uh, studying a whole bunch lately. Uh, those three would be uh, Wagner Roach's 50-50 of the Arms. That's oh. been a really good Kimura series. Uh, Craig Jones's Heel Hooks Down Under. And, of course, uh, you know, Professor Danaher's uh, Enter the System uh, uh, DVD on Heel Hooks. I've been uh, studying those three uh, products a lot. But I would like people, you know, I'd encourage them to seek those products out. But, you know, add, a, add me onto your list of uh, potential studies. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I have something to offer there. And there's a lot of good stuff out there. I'd suggest those three. We'll do yours first, and then go get everybody else. What's right? the name of Craig Jones? Why does Craig sound like a porn, a pornographic one? I mean, under the system, gross. <laughs> you know, Craig actually never took our advice. We tried to name the DVD. We asked people to send in ones, and we were like, "Here you go." And we gave it to him, and he's like, "Nate, these are great." And then all of a sudden, he goes with down under leg locks, and I go down you. under leg locks. Mm. Yeah, it's like that Vegas. That never mind. <laughs> well, I don't want a down under leg lock. I'm going to say it publicly. I, I want to keep it above bar. Of course. And I want to make sure that people know this. So here's what we're going to do uh, I'll be using the system for about a couple weeks. And then I think John and I are going to reconvene and we're going to do like a little Skype video session. And uh, yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about that. 
and uh, you know, I'll I'll try and get some footage of me trying to uh, hit it on people, and we can compare it uh, to some of the footage that John has on his uh, his coma team because I'm telling you guys. Uh, when people are threatened a little bit and I'm using it, that's when I'm like, ooh, I mean, what if somebody's actually good and uses this? <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely that's rough. what I think we're going to do. All right, John, uh, thank you so much. Where can people follow you? Where can they go to the website again? And what is the promotional code? All right, my Instagram is at Combs, C-O-M-B-S, Jiu-Jitsu, all lowercase, all one word. And then my website, where you can get the coma team, is johncombsbjj.com. So there's no www. It's just straight up johncombsbjj.com. And that's, uh, you know, that's the two things I want to plug. So I definitely really appreciate you guys having me on. You know, it's great to uh, get a chance to talk to some folks. And, you know, I had a lot of fun talking with you guys. And looking forward to uh, getting on your show again sometime soon. The I mean, Justin that's good. Bieber of Colorado Jiu-Jitsu, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And if we're being quite honest, your rebooking of coming on our show depends on how badly you beat up me and Kevin in the future. So, you know, that's really on you. Believe me, Rob. As soon as I get back to California, I will beat you up and then show you what I did to you. So mm-hmm. I'll see you in a bit, buddy. Thanks, and Kev, man. I'll be by uh, Jubera. I'll be by uh, Jubera's here in a sec too, as well, brother. Okay. Well, are you back to training? Not yet. No. Ah, come on. When are you going to get back? About a month. (laughs) A month of hot yoga and I'll be in. Yeah. Just got to get in. All right, hot yoga and ice baths, right? (laughs) I swear to God. I'm looking for a steroid doctor as we speak. (laughs) 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 Give me whatever you gave Peyton Manning for those two years. (laughs) (laughs) Want that new fire. (laughs) Absolutely. Verbal tap fans. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All they have to do is put the code verbal tap in. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, verbal tap 15. Verbal tap 15, excuse me. Verbal tap 15, you get 15% off of an already great deal. Yes. Great deal. Wow. And somehow you, and I assume you did this because of blackmail from some sort of text he sent drunk at three in the morning about beating you a certain way. Got another free set out, but he's going to give one away just to be nice. Yeah. I mean, listen, I didn't do anything other than. Uh, hey John, uh, give me this or else. And I used like my really assertive, mm-hmm. angry voice. So he knew you were business. No, he did. He definitely did. <laughs> you know my my voice is when it drops a couple levels. That's when I'm really angry. It's business yeah. time. That's when it's business time. So uh, anyway, no, I mean I'm very excited, Kev. I want you to see it as well. Um, I told him I'm going to illegally stream it for you, and he's like, uh, I can't do anything against it. So. Uh, I'll show it to you. I feel like you will enjoy so many of the techniques from there. Um, but again, go sign up for our contest because we have the giveaway for tapcast.com. So, so much going on here at the verbal tap cast HQ. And that's, I mean, we're, we're all done for tonight. Yeah. We've talked about all our stuff. I have just done, I think an overwhelming job to convince the producers of shark week we should write in. We should write and be like, yeah. hey, we're professional jujitsu commentators. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think they'll question it. I think they'll be like, yeah, sounds right. Let's get them on the after hours. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Wednesday, we got plenty of time, right? Yeah, it's not. It's the 31st anniversary. So next year, look for Verbal Tap on Shark 
week. Let's do some shout outs. Raph, I will start. Went to Ohana, the yoga bar facility, and Ooh. did a hot yoga session. Not like, so I did the hot yoga from Bikram, not like once <laughs> upon a time. 90 minutes. Horrible. One of the meanest little spider instructors I've ever experienced who was like, don't drink water. Water isn't good until 40 minutes. You need to let your body adapt. It was like, yeah, I've heard this uh, too. I'm going to die. This was the exact opposite awesome parts of that. 80 to 90 degrees. Mm. It gets warmer, cools off again. 60-minute vinyasa flow. Had a lot of the yoga for BJJ elements, so I really enjoyed. That got my ass kicked, and I, it's amazing how much, like, uh, it was a good reminder. It's like, I need to keep doing this because of how much this is uncomfortable. And if this is uncomfortable... Yoga with pressure is going to be extremely uncomfortable, a.k.a. jiu-jitsu. So I told you I was going to counter all your wrestling bullshit by becoming a shaman, and I can't get behind magic, Raph. I just don't have the time. <laughs> or really to study that kind of Eastern medicine. So yoga it is. Look out, bitches. And uh, it was just an awesome, it was a fantastic class. And huh, I'm so weak. I'll be back. I will be back. And that is it for me in the shout-outs for Hoffa. Let's go ahead and start by shouting out everybody at uh, Jiu-Jitsu in the Park. It was a great event. I, I love always going to this because you see the best of the community come over. And a lot of the people don't always necessarily get the opportunity to train with other individuals. So it is nice when you see when they say no politics, they mean it. And uh, I sincerely feel like whenever they put it together, they really try to put together uh, a fantastic opportunity for the whole community to come together. So um, having said that, let's go ahead and shout out uh, the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. So amongst the things that you might have seen, obviously there's the interview with Mike Padilla that uh, is up on our Facebook page now. And there's also another interview that I did with one Eric Medina. Now Eric is going to be competing over Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan, one of the stands, Kev, I was going <laughs> to say. Said, I didn't know no, which I, one it was. I saw it and I was like, where is he going? Yeah. Kazakhs. Awesome. All right. Yeah, he will be representing the United States of America. And he sure. will be uh, with a team of monsters like Steve Martinez, Edmund Kim, Josh Baez, uh, Luis uh, Quinones. Like just a, an amalgamation. They look right now as they're training like Power Rangers. But I assure you. They are going to be phenomenal uh, when they get on over there. So Eric heads out on Wednesday. We wish him the best. We had a great interview asking him about the experience and what uh, he can learn to expect from it and all that good stuff. So look for that as well. We've also got plenty of interviews pumping out on our YouTube page. But this gets me back to my point. LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. And just Tuesday this week, Eric is going to be gone on Thursday competing. So no training over there at 1130 on the Tuesday or on Thursday, but on Tuesday, 1130. And then, uh, for Valley Martial Arts Center, big shout out to them and, uh, had some great training over that way with my good friend, Kyle, who at one point looked at me and was deathly afraid that he broke me, uh, when we were training. Uh, I was like, Kyle, you have to understand one thing. I'm just super durable. I'm fine. And so he sent me a follow up message today being like, you okay? You're, you're all right. I was like, I'm fine. So I appreciate the concern, but uh, it's one of those things. That's how you know you have good training partners when they send the follow up of like, um, are yeah, are you are you good? I feel really bad. I was like, don't. So anyway, 
Uh, I'm going to actually be in Vegas this week. So uh, I'm going to make a couple drop-ins. I'm going to be training with some folks on that out that way. If you guys are in town, feel free to you know shoot a note, try to come over and train. I'll be training in the mornings over with our good friends over in 10th Planet, all that good sort of stuff. So um, if you're around, that'd be great. Love to see you guys. If not, I mean, I'm really not going to lose any sleep. But, you know, it'd be nice if you're around. And uh, I look forward to having a nice little little mini vacation uh, out that way. So uh, I think that is going to do it for my shout-outs this week. Hey, that'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight, you guys. Tried to watch the cake show. Yeah. With Johnny. Yeah. It's too much. Go back to Shark Week. <laughs> the number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Please note the new number is.